0: You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. On today's Give Your Life Away podcast, we find ourselves beginning Romans 12. It's been said that Romans can be divided up into two sections. Chapters 1 through 11 is the doctrinal portion the theological portion and from chapter 12 through 16 is the practical portion now i would quibble with a little bit of that i think that all theology is practical which is why we spent 11 chapters and and uh, multiple lessons so far in this epistle project drawing out application based on what we learned but it is true that starting in romans 12 the application becomes much easier to decipher there are a lot of commands in chapters 12 through 16. A lot of things that the truths in 1 through 11 now mean for us, the church. And so this section begins with verses 1 and 2, which is kind of a transitional section. It's kind of the overarching section to Romans 12 through 16. Paul's going to tell us in two verses how to think about our Christian life. And then starting in Romans 12, 3 through 16... He's going to write to us about how to live out that Christian life. So this is kind of that umbrella, that overarching section on how to think about our Christian life. And Paul says this in Romans 12one 1-2. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. What I want to highlight to you in just a couple minutes based on this text is the idea that because of all that we've learned in Romans 1-11, through the world is full of sin. God has demonstrated the fact that He sent His righteousness to earth to be received by faith, namely the righteousness of Jesus Christ. In light of that, in light of the fact that God is sovereign over how that salvation gets to Jew and Gentile, and how He breathes new life into people in salvation, all of that truth, and much, much more that I've skipped over, all of that truth should lead us not to say, okay, God, now you do what I say. It should lead us to the thought, okay, God, now I am entirely yours. That's why Paul uses this graphic language. He says that we are to present our bodies as living sacrifices. We exist for Him. He does not exist for us. We want our lives to be holy and acceptable to God. We want to know what His will is. We don't want to tell Him our will and have Him be a genie for us as we live out this life and hope for the house with the white picket fence and the perfect spouse and two kids and a dog or two dogs and a kid, whatever you'd like. He doesn't exist for us. We exist for Him. And this is the the overarching statement that Paul makes about this entire rest of Romans. How he's going to talk to us about love and building one another up and submitting to the government and so many other things. He wants us to hear these two verses first. We are living sacrifices for God. One of my spiritual heroes, Jonathan Edwards, wrote kind of a prayer of dedication to God. One day he wrote this prayer to God, telling God that I am yours today, my life is yours. And I remember as a new believer, I I got a hold of this prayer and I wrote it out. It's a long prayer. I'm just going to read part of it for you. It's a long prayer. I wrote it out and put it in my Bible. Because for so long, uh, I was not a Christian, but but I went through the Christian motions. And I, I basically thought of God existing for me. He exists to make me happy. He exists to answer my prayers. He exists to uh, forgive me when I need forgiveness, but for the rest of my life, I'm just going to do what I want until I need Him. And then when I was converted, when I was born again, I, I was taught really quickly that my life is for Him. I exist for Him. The creature exists for the glory of the Creator. And this Edwards quote, this Edwards prayer of dedication struck me. And I'm going to read the first part of it for you, and I hope that you find it an encouragement to you. Edwards writes this, I have been before God, and have given myself all that I am and have to God, so that I am not in any respect my own. I can challenge no right in this understanding, this will, these affections which are in me. Neither have I any right to this body or any of its members, no right to this tongue, these hands, these feet, and no right to these senses, these eyes, these ears, this smell, or this taste. I have given myself clear away, and have not retained anything as my own. I have this morning told him that I did take him for my whole portion and happiness, looking on nothing else as any part of my happiness. What a great prayer of dedication to the Lord. What a great thing to say to the Lord. It reminds me of, the famous line from Francis Havergale's hymn, the the, the famous ending lines, forever, only, all for thee. Ever, only, all for thee. That's what Edwards is saying, and that's what Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is calling on us to say to the Lord. Lord, we are living sacrifices for you. We exist. We entirely exist for you. My prayer today is that this would encourage your heart, fire up your heart, that you would glory in the fact that you are existing for God. You are living for God. May you today give your life entirely away to Him. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.